Hey, I'm Johanna Wagstaff. And hi there, I'm Rohit Joseph. And we're asking for 10 minutes of your day to go through the 10 things that the UN recommends we can all do when it comes to climate change. Please don't leave. No. And also the things (laughs) aren't new. We are just wired to not do them. We promise you to help you figure out your brains and you and your people can make better choices to combat climate change. 10 Minutes to Save the Planet is available now on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is Now or Never, the show that celebrates what it takes to try and reminds you that you are not alone when you do. I am Ifi Chiwetelu, and for many people, this time of year is a season of reflection, of deep gratitude, and especially if you're a kid, of demanding gifts from people in your life. Hi, I'm Lucas, and I'm going to be reading you my Hanukkah wish list. One, Utrom action figure. Two, a D&D monster manual. Three, a Roblox noob meme playset. Four, investigators number seven. Five, wireless headphones. Is that it? Uh, no. There's still more. What? We have a vampire action figure. A notebook, because my doodle one is running out. Okay. And Max and the Midnight's too. Hey, my name is Ophira Eisenberg. My eight-year-old handed me a pretty long, extensive, I'm going to say epic, Hanukkah wish list. 14 items. Some of them I can't get. Some of them I don't even know what they are. Another TMNT action figure from the same... Brand of the Krang droid. Okay. A gold-painted ring. Tell me about that. Well, my friend has a ring, and I've really been wanting a ring because it looks cool. Like silver that has gold paint on it, so you can see both silver and gold? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Like so many people trying to find the right gift for a kid this time of year... Ophira Eisenberg is in a bit of a pickle. Uh, It's a little stressful, this list. I understand that part of the lesson of the holidays is showing your kids, you know what, you're not going to get every item. But I would like to walk the fine line between the joy of the season and uh, disappointment. And it is a fine line. Kids are always going to dream big and want all of the things. And parents don't want to disappoint. But money can be tight. Everything isn't possible. What do you do? If you're Ophira, you negotiate. And what happens if you only get one of these? Um, then I'll be pretty upset. You think... Your parents need to get you all of them? How about eight? Because one for each Hanukkah day. Looking at your list, I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah. The Roblox noob noob meme playset? Yeah. It's not available. Maybe it's a popular gift. Okay, what are the ones that you want for sure, for sure? If you could whittle it down. This one. Okay, Utrom action figure. Uh-huh. What else? Five. Hooky number two, okay, that's that's a um, graphic novel. You loved hooky number one, okay. So all books and TMNT Splinter Funko Pop. Yep. <laughs> okay, so we've whittled it down. You know what, I think that's a really good list. I think I can handle that. 
Hey, Lucas, it's the first night of Hanukkah. Are you ready for your first present? Yeah! Do you think it will be from your Hanukkah list? Uh, yeah! Okay, let's see what you think. Definitely has... You can pull that off from the corners if you want, the ribbon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, baby. Yeah, yeah, baby. Ooh, baby. Hey, hookie number two. Awesome! Is that what you wanted? Yes. Yay! Dun dun dun! Thank you! <laughs> I don't know that I've ever given anyone a gift. They were so excited to open that they sang as they unwrapped it. I can't help but picture what my parents would have done if I dared give them a list of items that I was expecting to get. But you know what? Everyone has their own different gift-giving traditions. Whether you share a list like Lucas, or if what is given is a complete surprise, it takes work to make meaningful gift-giving moments happen. Today on Now or Never, we are jumping into your gifting dilemmas and your heartfelt present exchanges to unwrap it all. For Christmas this year, I'm making my girlfriend Sherry a set of uh, Russian nesting dolls. I'm painting them myself. So I'm not a very crafty person. So my stress level for this project is, is pretty high. I'm guessing around an eight. To me, I think this is the gift of taking the burden off of his shoulder of restarting. Really, none of us know what it's like to feel to wake up and have nothing. Well, that's a part of having a true friend. Um, they do stuff like that for you, so. <clears throat> well, I just have to accept it. it but, but it's at the same time hard to take when you're, usually I'm the guy that helps. I've seen children with extreme traumas and seeing their rooms. Looks so beautiful. And then hearing them giggle for the first time in a, in a long time is, uh, it's very healing. And it reinforces to me that I need to keep doing this. This is Now or Never, our gift to you. We wanted to hear from you about your gift-giving challenges, so we put the call out and you responded. One person who wrote in to us was MJ Kang, and she says, A gift-giving challenge keeping me up all night is trying to find a present for my husband of 23 years. For our 20th wedding anniversary, he gave me a small frying pan. We still use it. I got him nothing because I've given up on giving him gifts. But it would be great if we could one day look forward to receiving gifts from each other instead of it being a chore or something I avoid altogether. Now, if that isn't a gift-giving rut, I do not know what is. So I reached out to MJ to find out more. And for all that talk about gift-giving being a chore, turns out giving a gift is actually what brought her and her husband, Oren, together. We met 25 years ago. We were in New York City. I was interning at a theater company. We were two Canadians. 
we were walking in the West Village, and we came upon this door where there was this shower curtain with goldfish on them. And he told the story of when he was younger, he had this large aquarium and how he loves fish. And then we kept on walking. And when I was leaving, because I was just interning at a theater company in New York City, um, I gave gifts to different people, and I didn't leave a note. I left a box for him, and he opened it up, and he told me that、uh, it was the shower curtain. He knew instantly it was from me, and at that time we were just friends. But he liked me, and he felt that I wasn't letting him know that I liked him. And his friend who saw the shower curtain said, "Oh no, she loves you." And then we started to <laughs> date after that. And <laughs> I think it really did start with me giving him that gift. I mean,、yeah. I think he liked me as a person before that, but the <laughs> romance.、Yeah. But that gift—it nailed so many parts. Like it was sentimental. It held a memory between the two of you. It let him know that you were you were thinking of him. Thank What you. happened? What happened? Well, <laughs> so we've been together. It's going to be twenty-five years coming up in mid-December. Bit by bit, we slowly kind of gave up. We had our twentieth anniversary. Three years ago, and he got me a frying pan, and right, like, would you want a frying pan for your twentieth wedding anniversary? I mean, to be fair, it is something, which is not <laughs> what you got him, which was That's nothing. That's true. I got him nothing,、mm-hmm. and he was okay with it too, which made me very happy. I thought, okay, he knows me; it's fine. I think it, it works if it works for the people in the relationship, but you you reached out to us, so it doesn't sound like it's it's only working for you. It's not. It's not. It's true because because there's no excitement. There's this French film where、uh, this older couple in the film are eating dinner and they're not saying anything to each other, and there's comfort in that, but it's also really, in my opinion, dull. <laughs> Like we're kind of headed there, right? Where it's just kind of same old, same old.、Mm. So it's, it's it's about gifts, but it's really about your relationship and making sure that you are still doing things to appreciate each other and to bring sparks and to to make things yeah to make things、Absolutely. special. To have, yes, to have some pizzazz between us because. Ultimately, I mean, right now our life is kind of centered around our daughter, who's a teenager, and she's gonna leave in a couple of years, and then it's gonna be the two of us. And she always says to us, she has no idea if we talk. Oh. <laughs> we need to start、um, building some sparks, building some excitement, to have surprises, right?、Mm. So that's why I reached out because help me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really want to give you the gift of. Encouragement, encouragement, because it sounds like deep inside you are a great gift giver. Oh, thank you. <laughs> From where it, where it sounds like it started, not only did you gift him, you gifted a whole bunch of people, like sentimental, meaningful gifts. I do. I think that person is still here. Yes, I have to embrace that person that left that I felt I lost a long time ago. I have to be that person again, right? Because we lose、yeah. ourselves. I lost myself in terms of being a mother and you know focusing on our daughter and stuff. So now I need to focus on other aspects of myself. Okay. <laughs> so I I, I want to give you both the gift of encouragement and accountability. Accountability. I am gonna follow up 
I'm going to be reaching out to you to find out where we are in our plans, what's going on, because now I'm invested, you're invested, uh, Canada is invested. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to figure out the perfect gift. Okay, thank you. Okay, okay. let's do it. All right. <laughs> MJ and I are putting our heads together and we're starting by brainstorming on the things she knows her husband Oren likes. He's a jogger. He loves to jog every morning. He has this need for 100% cotton socks. And so I don't really want to get him cotton socks and he likes underwear. And those are really, really boring gifts. Like, <laughs> we talked about moments MJ and Oren have shared together that were moving. I, we went to Hungry once. He cried uh, at this restaurant. So maybe I could find a restaurant like that. We've been through around some ideas that might bring more sexiness into their relationship. So I'm not like a lingerie person because I can't, I'm like, it's uncomfortable and I hate that. Like, I don't know. There were so many ideas and none of them felt quite right until this one. You know, there was one time where he wrote me this really beautiful letter um, and uh, just of how we met and everything and I cried. So, yeah, it was quite lovely. Um, and maybe I could do something like that or I write something to him. Did we, did we nail it? Did we find the gift? I think we did. Because it's so simple, right? It's the memories. It's the time that we've been together. I think that's very significant and how that can contribute to more years to, together. Yeah. So we're celebrating our 25th year since we started dating, and I'm presenting a gift to my husband, Oren. Here you go, Oren. <laughs> what is it? You can look at it and see. <laughs> Dear Oren. Oh, hold on. We're here with our daughter, Mia. <laughs> You've loved me for 25 years. Are you asking or telling? I'm telling. Oh, okay. From the first moment you met me. It took me a bit longer to see beyond the loose sweaters you wore, which made me wonder if you were hiding your body. It was winter. Of course I'm wearing a sweater. We went to see a Shakespeare play the first night we met, and you told me how you enjoyed playing tennis and walked ahead so I could check out your legs, which I did. 25 years later, we're still together, and while it hasn't been easy being married for 23 of them, here we are. You've known me for over half my life. Taking away my youth, you've seen me at my worst. Yes. Ouch. <laughs> As have I. Yes. <laughs> and somehow we still love each other. While you don't believe in soulmates, we're meant to be together. We There's are. no other reason we've lasted Aww. except being willing to go through the hard parts and staying committed to each other. Not always easy. This is what I do know. There is no one who understands me more and no one who laughs at your facial expressions so easily. We validate each other in the ways we need. This is my 25th anniversary of dating present. I hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> Love you for another 25. Ah, <laughs> but who really knows? You're MGB. Oh, yeah, isn't it December 13th soon? Yeah, oh. you remember, you remember. 
<laughs> of course, it was the third. <laughs> this is sweet. <laughs> what is your reaction to my present to you? That's the whole thing. That's a present. What? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want something more? Well, I guess you printed it out. That's well, that's nice. enough. <laughs> All right, that's nice. Thank you. Yeah, I'm touched. You know, gift giving for these big moments, like a 25th anniversary, can have so much pressure. But I love that MJ just reached for something that felt meaningful and true to who they are. Happy anniversary, MJ and Oren. Here's to 25 more years of gifts that don't suck. The word gift has two meanings. One is a present you share with people and the other, a natural ability or talent. Right now, Marcello DeCintio is working on something that at this point is neither of those things. He is pushing himself deep out of his comfort zone to make a meaningful handmade gift for his girlfriend, Sherry. So when I'm getting to the smaller dolls, the faces are getting more and more grotesque. Um, <laughs> they are kind of a, a bit of a horror show. Um, I texted my mother a photograph of the dolls in progress, and she responded by saying, and I quote, painting is not your talent. And then she sent another text that said, please don't make me a set. <laughs> this sounds like a terrifying gift. And you will hear all about Marcello and his handmade gift-giving challenge that he and his girlfriend Sherry are taking on this year later on the show. I am Ifi Chiwetelu, and today on Now or Never, we are diving into meaningful gift-giving and receiving moments. Just a few weeks ago, on a chilly winter night in a remote corner of northern BC, Guy Marshall was in his cabin. He didn't know that this would be his last night in the place he's called home for 30 years. Well, I just went to bed about 20 to 9, and I'm going to say around quarter to midnight. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think the snap, crackle, pop woke me up, and I got out of my bedroom, and uh, yeah, my ceiling was on fire right up against my uh, wood stove. So I just uh, grabbed as much clothes as I could. I happened to have two baskets full and I ran out. And then at the last minute, for some reason, I had to go back in and get my dad's 12 gauge. Sentimental. Um, it's a gun my father gave me when I was a kid. Uh, I've had it since I was 12. Just, I don't know. That's the first thing that went through my brain. So I need dad's gun. Um, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, I got a few burns, and then that's when I said, uh, let's, uh, let's not go back in there. It's, it was too dangerous. There's no going back in. She, she was too hot. <laughs> All this going on, I'm, uh, yeah, running around in bare feet because I was sleeping. Um, yeah, I had a smaller burn on my foot, a few on my shoulders, and one on my hand. But at the time, you don't feel that. You're just, your adrenaline's going and um, yeah, just do what you gotta do, take what you gotta take and yeah. 
that night, Guy's home burned to the ground. A thousand kilometers away, his good friend Nadina Zanolini got the news. Word spread pretty quick for... Unfortunately, bad news travels really fast. Really, none of us know what it's like to feel to wake up and have nothing. What makes this even harder is that Guy didn't have home insurance because it's prohibitively expensive to insure remote, off-grid homes like his that are far from any fire hall. It's been devastating for Guy and heartbreaking for Nadina, who has known Guy for years. As a person, he's a caring, loving, giving individual. Very big heart. He used to come into the bar that I used to work at, that I served at, and we clicked and I had to drive him home a few times. And after that, we just remained friends after that. (laughs) Nadina decided she needed to do something. So she put out a call in her community of Prince George asking for help. And more than 150 people, friends and people who've never even met Guy, answered. So let's go check out their see the donations I got. Down in Nadina's kids' playroom, the gifts for Guy keep piling in. It's a whole bunch of kitchen, food, uh, bedding, which he got quite a bit of, clothing. And then we got like a lovely green lazy boy that is so comfy. And it's just crazy how much stuff was given from the uh, community. Yeah, and also uh, lots of canned soup. Um, yeah, quite, quite a bit of food. A bunch of the pots that were donated to him. Yeah. Salt, pepper, shaker. He recently drove the 12 hours from his small community of Jade City to stay in Nadina's basement in Prince George and figure out his next steps. But it's hard for him to accept the help, even from a friend. Well, I've been in the north for 36 years, uh, been mining for 36 years. Um, yeah, I've mined asbestos, gold, and jade. Uh, truck driver, operator, or jack of all trades, master of none type of thing. Because yeah, living up here, you got to do a little bit of everything. Bottom line is, uh, I'm a bush guy. I live in the bush, no power, um, everything propane, solar panels. Uh, cut your own wood, make your own wood, split uh, so yeah, it's um, usually I'm the guy that helps, um, but uh, yeah, tables finally turned and I'm the one that needs help now. So here I am. It doesn't hit you at the time; it's happening. But the next day, it's yeah, that's when it. Well, that's the way I am, anyways. Um, at the moment, I'm okay. It's the next day, then you, you know, you kind of break down and start feeling sorry for yourself. Then uh, just been regrouping ever since, I guess. There's so many things. I was in my cabin for 30 years. Uh, you know, I can't even remember everything that I have. You know, your pictures, uh, posters, uh, you know. So that's, um, yeah, but I guess at one point you just got to let go and, um, you know, get new pictures, new memories, and rebuild. That can be replaced. So things could be worse. Nadina has been trying to make things better by racing around Prince George, picking up donations from strangers, all for Guy. 
Well, I'm glad I, I have Google Maps because I'm not the best direction person in the world. So <laughs> me and Google Maps became a friend. But I did have a lot of people even come and drop stuff off here and leave it in front of my garage. I had my 79-year-old father out picking up stuff. Well, that's a part of having a true friend. Um, they do stuff like that for you. So I was in awe, you know, not expecting her to go out of her way like that, which is amazing. So even just uh, people that don't know me are reaching out, which is, um, yeah, it's just awesome. It's um, heartwarming. <clears throat> Why? Well, I, I just have to accept it. Um, it but, but it's at the same time hard to take when you're, you know, when you're usually the one that does most of the helping. And I'm truly grateful. It's just, it's a great loss. It's uh, quite the blow. And uh, yeah, redoing and rebuilding is going to take a long time and uh, lots of work and effort. To me, I think this is the gift of taking the burden off of his shoulder of restarting. She just, uh, you know, your dear friend, I uh, love you, love you and your family, and yeah, it was just awesome what you did for me. Oh, right back at you. <laughs> oh, of course I do this. I love you right back, and you know that. is hoping to rebuild his cabin next summer and he'll be filling it with all the gifts of kindness from strangers. I am Ifi Chiwetelu and if you are struggling with how to gift someone in your life, today's episode of Now or Never is here to give you a hand with stories of people digging deep for the perfect gift. Marcello and Sherry are determined to exchange gifts from the heart and from their own two hands. And so far, it's going... So my stress level... Okay, it, it, it's a real roller coaster, I'm going to tell you. It's a real roller coaster. So my stress level in making it, I, I, I hit a nine for sure. So I'm not a very crafty person. So my stress level for this project is, is pretty high. I'm guessing around an eight but you know what i haven't even started like the actual painting of the little faces yet so it might it might shoot up to 10 uh, any day now my name is marcello zucintio i live in calgary and for christmas this year i'm making my girlfriend sherry a set of uh russian nesting dolls because i'm painting them myself and that's my that's my secret gift so i hope she doesn't hear this Hi, my name is Sherry Beveridge, and I'm making, well, I hope he's not listening, but uh, I'm making my boyfriend a tissue box cover where, um, with kind of a pinup girl um, picture that I've painted on the front, and her skirt is the Kleenex, right? It's silly, yeah. <laughs> this idea for making your own gift uh, thing it, it, it certainly started with Sherry. I guarantee you that this is this would never have been my idea. Uh, um, she's she's a she's very good with crafts and, and and that kind of stuff, and she she loves doing that sort of thing. Um, and so that was it was her suggestion last year. It was you know what in, in addition to just buying each other something, let's make sh let's make sure we make each other something. I have always been a create your gift. Um, I, from the time my, my kids were little, um, always one of the gifts that I would give them would be something I made for them, I, even if it was just tiny. And so when I told Marcello last year, or when I suggested this idea that we make gifts, 
sheer panic. That was his response was panic. Yeah. Last year was the first Christmas since my divorce. So it was, so Sherry's like my first girlfriend in many, many years. And the first time I had to impress a new girlfriend with a Christmas present in many, many years. So that also kind of added a little bit to the, uh, to the anxiety. But what's Christmas without stress? Isn't that the whole point of the, of the season? When I opened my gift last year, well, uh, it was this kind of big box on, on his uh, dining room table. And I, I was, I, then I was stumped. I had no idea what it was going to be. I lifted the box up and there it was, was this beautiful, really like professional looking coconut cake, coconut cake, which is my absolute favorite. I tell you, the, that coconut cake was a huge success. I'd never baked before, so I was I still was a little bit nervous about that. And she had mentioned months earlier that she likes coconut cake, so I kind of remembered that from from way back, which is rare for me. I'm terrible at remembering stuff like that, so I, already that was a that was a victory. And I remember kind of unveiling it, and and she she was so happy. She started she started to cry a little bit, and I and I was I was I was so happy and relieved and. Uh, and then we, and then it actually tasted good too, which was a, which was a, which, which was a bonus. I mean, okay, why a coconut cake? You're crying over a coconut cake? This is what it is. All I could envision is him, you know, flower dusted face and hands, and um, just that he would be creating something for me and knowing um, how much it would mean to me. And that's kind of, you know, that's the isn't that the whole that's the whole purpose? Yeah. Marcello was feeling pretty good about how things turned out until he remembered that Christmas happens every year. In the, kind of in the fall this year where, where Sherry had said, well, let's do that again this year. Let's, let's make gifts for each other again this year. But instead of us buying something as well, let's just do homemade gifts this year. And I'm like, oh no, because I, th- I, I had the one great idea last year and all the weight is on these little wooden dolls. Uh, I have have these these great like paint pens, um, which are decent for the kind of the largest and the second largest one, but the points aren't that fine. So when I'm getting to the smaller dolls, the faces are getting more and more grotesque. Um, <laughs> they are kind of a, a bit of a horror show. Um, I texted my mother a photograph of the dolls in progress, and she responded by saying. And I quote, painting is not your talent. And then she sent another text that said, please don't make me a set. So there's that. This is a tradition I definitely want to see keep going for years to come. Yep, you bet. You know, honestly, uh, uh, th- this is fun and it's fun to talk about. But if, if, if next year Sherry said, you know, maybe we should buy each other stuff this year. I would be so relieved, so relieved. Um, I'm not a huge fan of shopping, but I don't know if I like shopping less than I like crafting. (laughs) Well, I say just have fun with it. I think it's been a fun way to spend Christmas together and, and show each other that we love each other, yeah. Being part of her Christmas, you know, crafting tradition, it means a lot to me, as much as I can complain about it and moan about it as much as it stresses me out uh, um, it is it is kind of part of who she is and I'm happy to be part of that Mm -hmm.
if you know Marcello and Sherry, do not reveal their gifts to each other because they don't know what the other has in store. But we will share those pictures with you after Christmas. So keep an eye on our CBC Now and Ever Facebook and Instagram. The climate is changing. So are we. I'm Laura Lynch, and I host What on Earth? That's CBC's Climate Solutions podcast. Twice a week, we take you around the world to find the people who are trying to build a better future for all of us. We explore Indigenous science, new technologies. We talk openly about mental health and climate anxiety. We also take your smart questions all the time. Come find What on Earth wherever you get your podcasts. What makes gift giving hard for me is because I know how meaningful it can be when you get it right and how crushingly disappointing it can be to get it wrong. And on one hand, a gift is kind of a bonus thing and you can be grateful for any effort anyone is putting towards getting something for you. But that is not how I felt when I was 11 and I received the worst gift of my life from my dad. And it was a big moment because my dad never buys me gifts. In fact, every gift I received from my parents I knew was really from my mom. So when he came to me with this box, I was so excited to open it. And when I did, inside was a pencil sharpener. (laughs) Not just any pencil sharpener, like that kind of industrial pencil sharpener that was screwed into classroom walls in elementary school that with the hand crank He proudly screwed that in to my bedside table, and that was my gift. And I remember looking at it and just feeling like, do you even know me? Because it's not like I was an artist or something that had a lot of pencils. He just really wanted me to focus on my homework. And who wants the gift of responsibility? We asked some of our guests today who are busy giving meaningful gifts about some of the worst gifts they've ever received. And this is what they had to say. So, so the the worst gift ever given to me, and it's it made me it made me laugh. But my my son last year bought me as as a joke. He bought me this big like gummy candy the size of the size of a, like a paper plate, and it was like it was a it was a pizza shaped uh, gummy thing, and it was it's it was disgusting, and he thought it was hilarious. And Trevor, I ate the whole damn thing, a whole thing. Hi, my name is Oren Safdie, and the worst present I ever received was my friend taking me out to dinner for my 17th birthday, and he made me pay half of it, which is not just half the story, because in fact, he was taking me out with money that my mother had given him because there was a surprise party in my honor, but he made me pay. (laughs) Did you ever ask him about it? No, we're still friends. Hi, this is Ophira Eisenberg, and the worst gift I've ever received, or perhaps the strangest, was from someone I don't really know very well, but they gave me a photo frame, which is great, but it had a photo in it of clearly their family, so I couldn't decide if they were re-gifting something and forgot to take the photo out, or if they wanted me to have a picture of their family in my life. Weird. Today on Now or Never, we are dropping in on gift 
gift-giving moments. Here at the CBC Studios in downtown Winnipeg, singer-songwriter Isla Barker is warming up with her musicians as her tiny chihuahua puppy, Sunny, scurries around following her everywhere. My sweet little shadow. Yeah, I can't wait till I can have him trained that he knows to just like sit beside me. Isla is a folk soul singer with an incredible voice. She is here to share a song as our gift to you as soon as Sunny the Chihuahua stops squirming and shaking. It's like he's on vibrate. Yeah. And there's a phone call coming in. Do you want to go see her? Isla scoops Sunny up and tucks him inside her dress on top of her heart where he finally settles down. My little tiny Velcro puppy is just at his absolute happiest when I'm like, baby wearing. I keep joking around that I should get him a Tikkanogan, like a traditional uh, baby holder and just so he can be touching me at absolutely all times. So he is tucked into my dress, <laughs> happily sitting with one foot rested on top of the acoustic and almost half asleep. I think I can't quite see him, but he's getting sleepy, sniffing the mic and a happy boy. This tiny dog was a birthday gift Isla got for herself just a few weeks ago. I have gotten the birthday blues for years and years in a row. And to kind of help with that this year, I decided to take the pressure off of just one day and celebrate my birthday every day of the whole month. And that doesn't mean extravagance every day. It could mean getting a treat like a chocolate or a coffee or doing something fun with a friend. But the cherry on top of the whole month was getting sunny. For so long, I thought that it would be years before I could get a dog. So I I had this idea that my, it's kind of a joke, you know, that my be-all, end-all career goal was that I'd be famous enough that I could have a dog because it's such a wild career being a musician, traveling all the time and different room, different city, different hotel, different suitcase every other day, it feels like sometimes. And so I figured there's no way I could have a dog until, you know, I was just way more famous or whatever. And, you know, uh, <laughs> people would let me bring him anywhere because they're like, oh, it's okay. That's Isla Barker's dog. But then I started getting to know more people who did travel with dogs all the time. That was the moment for me is when I realized, like, you know what? Like, it's going to make everything more complicated, but I don't even care. Like, I don't want to live another moment without a puppy in my life. And I decided, like, you know what? I'll just get a little tiny dog and he can just you know, go everywhere. I'll sneak him in, whatever. Lots of people don't mind. He's so small and well-behaved. But he's been absolutely everywhere with me for a week now. Um, some places maybe he shouldn't have been, so he was hiding. So he's uh, he's a road dog. He's along for the ride, and we've got our first flight booked for next week, too, to start experimenting traveling across the country, and I think he's going to be just fine. I don't want to always be waiting for this destination at the end, like, oh, one day I'll get there. I'll figure it out right now because i it's not about this destination of one day I'll be there, but rather let's enjoy it for what it is as we go. I released my second record just over a year ago, and what a wild ride it's been since. It's really like my first professional release with, you know, some help and support and a marketing plan and grant funding. And it's just been so exciting watching myself start to launch. You know, I've been grinding at this career for a long time, for a decade now, but really just finally stepping into myself as an individual and a woman, as a Indigenous woman. And this year has been so exciting with big things on the horizon and fun things in the sunset. 
so along the way, you know, so many things have happened. And I'm sure, you know, someone out there listening has felt that they're in such a special time or place and you'd give anything to just sit there a moment longer. And so I wrote this song, Time, about um, a moment that I experienced where it just felt like everything was slipping right into place where it was supposed to be. And I would just give anything to just stand in that moment a little bit longer and slow it down. And time is about picking up the lessons along the way, being grateful for all the gifts that we're given, and sitting with those for as long as you can. Oh, I count the seconds And take it all in Remember all my blessings I'm thankful for the life I And it's only a concept by which we abide. And if I'm being honest, it's one I
performance by Isla Barker of her song Time. Consider it our gift to you. You can see photos of Isla and her musicians Matthew Koziki, Daniel Namez, and Hira Nalam. And the gift she gave herself, Sunny, the adorable Chihuahua puppy. It is all on our Facebook and Instagram page at CBC Now or Never. This is Now or Never. I'm Ify. And when someone is experiencing something difficult, it can be hard to think of what kind of gift to give them when really what they need is a complete change of circumstance. But that hasn't stopped this artist from doing what she can to make dreams come true for kids all year long. Sitting in her bright green kitchen, surrounded by colorful paintings and sculptures, Winnipeg artist Luna Bella Zuniga is re-watching one of her favorite videos. Come on in. Look so beautiful. I love that. In the video, you can see a six-year-old boy stepping into his new bedroom space for the first time. What used to be four sterile white walls is now an explosion of colors. Rippling blue water, a fiery red sunset, and playful polar bears that all remind him of the home he left behind in Rankin Inlet. So beautiful. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> High five, buddy. Oh, he was so moved. It just it makes my heart melt every time. It gets me every time. <laughs> This is just one of hundreds of kids' rooms that Luna and an army of volunteers have transformed over the years, using nothing but paint, a paintbrush, and their imaginations to inspire kids who need a little delight in their lives. The foster mom was the one who had reached out to me because she had heard of the program, and she said, I have a foster son who has just... You know, he's six years old and he doesn't, he's, the life has left him because his brother had left. He had aged out of care and he wanted to go back to Ranklin Inlet, leaving his little brother behind. And he was just devastated. He didn't want to go to school. He stopped talking. He was very quiet and his foster mom, there was nothing she could say, nothing she could do. And she thought that maybe having something that reminded him of home would help him adjust and to get comfortable and the mural that he wanted in his room was to the Anukshuk and he wanted the sunset um, and then of the polar bear and the seal hunt so that's what we gave him and so that's why that video of him speaking looks so beautiful was such a big deal because that that just brought out all this joy in him and he was able to start speaking and going back to school and yeah, something to look forward to for him. 
Luna calls her volunteer organization La Sala de los Suenos, or Room of Dreams. And the idea is to give kids experiencing trauma a space of their own filled with happiness and hope. And over the years, she's done makeovers in group homes, women's shelters, and detention centers. They're all painted the same color. It's a very bland color because it's easier for maintenance to come in if a, if a child has kicked a wall or it's easier to patch up. Um, but children are children and they need color or they need things to remind them of what it's like to be a child. They need things to remind them of where they're from, where they're going. I've seen children with extreme trauma, sexual abuse, physical abuse, um, and seeing their rooms and then hearing them giggle for the first time in a, in a long time is uh, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very healing. And it, it reinforces to me that I need to keep doing this. Well, this one was very good as well. I really enjoyed this one when he came in to see his room for the first time. I, this one always, like, it used to make me always cry to watch because he's not able to speak. Um, he has cerebral palsy. But you can see from his movements and just the expression on his face, like, how excited he is. He really loved hockey, like, loved hockey. We had like the jerseys of his favorite players on one room and I had to brush up on my hockey. This was a, a fun one to do. We've done rooms for children that we know are going to pass on. One of my favorite dream rooms was of a two-year-old. He um, had a very rare cancer, had hero worship for Elmo. This is the song, la 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 la, Elmo song. We decided that we were going to create Elmo living all the stages of life that this boy was not going to be able to experience. So Elmo was a rock star. Elmo went to the moon. Elmo's going to dance on the moon. He sat on the clouds and he graduated. I'm so excited because it's graduate day. Yeah. And he constructed streets and he he did all these things and we painted it all throughout the walls. And um, we got the word that he was going home. Treatment was no longer an option. He had a big Italian family and they filled the living room with toys and when he came in they asked him if he wanted to play with the toys and he said I want to go to my room. I made sure that we did Elmo sleeping on a cloud so that when he was on his bed and he would turn over he could be with his friend and that is where he took his last breath in his room and that one always reinforces to me why we need to keep doing this and and that again is where the power of art and an artist can do that. Uh, we need to recognize the value in that.
The photos of the bedrooms that Luna and her team have done are beautiful. You're going to want to check them out. Head to our CBC Now or Never Facebook and Instagram. that we've spent an hour listening to moments of people giving beautiful gifts or maybe it's just that this time of year always gets me super reflective but I am just feeling like I want to say thank you to all our now or never listeners for giving us the gift of sitting with each other week after week and sharing stories together and smiling laughing crying together Thank you to our guests who are so generous in sharing stories with us week after week. It is a beautiful gift from here. Special thanks to Brian Harder for your help on this episode. And thanks as always to the Now or Never team of producers, Sarah Tate, Tanera McLean, Betsy Trumpener, and Bridget Forbes. Thanks to my co-host Trevor Deneen, who is away today, but will be back next week. I am Ifi Chiwetelu. Take care. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.